Welcome to Small Business Insights, where back office conversations give us insight to what's really going on. Is it grit or luck that gives a small business owner an advantage? Let's find out. I'm your host, Laura Fisher. Well, welcome today. I have a very special day planned for you. I've got two of my very favorite, I don't know if I could say it, my sons, my employees, whatever it is, but I've got Colin Croteau and Scott Fisher in the studio with me today. Say hi. Hello. Hello. So say your name so they'll know which is who. I'm Scott. And I'm Colin. I'm the oldest. He's the biggest. (laughs) 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 Um. So today I wanted to, it, it's, a, it's a bittersweet day. Um, Colin is moving on to another career. He has been with Business E-Suites for two years. He graduated from um, college. Where did you graduate from and what, why did you end up here or how? Uh, I graduated from Texas A&M, Gigum. Yep. Uh, I got two degrees. I got a bachelor's and a master's consecutively so I was there for seven years which is a long time to live in College Station Um, and then once I graduated uh, my degree was in sport management and I was working some sports jobs in College Station and I got two jobs I got one with the Houston Texans and one with the Rockets so the Texans when you got out of college yeah once I graduated and then were they your dream jobs uh (laughs) no but they were kind of a stepping stone to a dream job. Yeah. And the Texans one was uh, pretty much full time. I worked between 30, 40 hours a week and every uh, every home game. And then the Rockets one, I did every home game and lots of special events. And so both of them, I was kind of marketing and operations. So, And you came out of college with a master's degree, and how much were they paying you an hour? Um, like $10. So like a little so, bit above minimum wage. Right, yeah. yeah. And I, I got paid the same as the people who didn't have a master's degree. Or probably even went to college. Yeah, yeah. Some some people were um, kind of in still in school and doing it during the summer Yeah, and things like that. So then what happened? Uh, then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And with COVID, there was no live in-person sporting events for a while. Yeah. And I mean, there was all, that meant there was also no fan events. So um, I still had work to do for the Texans because my job there was computers based. I was working with their CRM software and their database and basically updating and curating all the thousands of emails and phone numbers that they had from uh, season ticket holders, uh, prospective season ticket holders. and So you're trying to say, don't forget us. Yeah. It's COVID. We still love you. Those type of things. Yeah. Um, lots of email marketing. Yeah. Know, just trying to stay in touch with the fans somehow. Yeah. And then with the Rockets, uh, that meant pretty much work stopped entirely with the Rockets yeah. because all my work was based on, you know, people and, well, you know, customer service. Work, and, work stopped for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so that's when me and your dad said, hey, would you consider working for us? And that was in May. Mm-hmm. And we were getting ready to open up a new business with the new brand new property. And I said, I would love you to work for us, but you at least have to give me six months so I can at least get in the building. 
Right. Right. And that was two years ago. Yeah. I think, uh, I think y'all had asked me before and I said no, because I was feeling really good about, um, my position with the Texans. Um, but then, you know, things changed and I think y'all had already hired somebody and she ended up, she was there for like a week and then her, her old job really missed her and offered to pay her a lot more. Yeah. Um, so I was in a pickle. Yeah. And so then it lined up perfectly for me. Yeah, and, it did. Yeah, and um, I think that's important, though, what you said uh, is how you needed at least six months. Yeah. Because when you're starting brand new business and with, with all the tasks we had to do, the continuity was very important. If somebody, if I were to leave and somebody were to step right in, it would. It, Got to start over. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have Scott here. Because, say hey, Scott, again. Hey. All right, so put that in front of your mouth so we can hear you nice and clear. So, Scott, um, I'm not good about talking about myself. That's why I like to interview people. So I kind of wanted you to um, ask us some questions about what it took to start um, the business, what kind of things we had to um, consider, and just just ask us some questions because we're now in a different place. We're no longer building. Now we have... We have, we have, now we're maintaining and we need to continue to grow, but it's a different season. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's a good time for Colin to leave. He's got, got the foundation, but just help us help our listeners figure out what it took to, you know, start a brand business from the scratch. Well, and not just a business from the scratch, a business from the scratch. That's very, has a lot of social aspects to it. And it started during COVID where people just were quarantining. That's true. So what was like? What was the biggest challenge you had to overcome with that opposition? Like the people coming at you, like with being COVID. afraid, yeah, being afraid of COVID. And well, I know with uh, co-working, it's all about social. So mm-hmm. here we are opening up a brand new facility for co-working and office space during a pandemic and people need to stay home. Mm-hmm. So that was tough. And then all the fun things you're supposed to do in a co-working space, like have mixers and lessons and, stuff in the lunchroom mm-hmm. couldn't do any of that so yeah and um a lot of co-working spaces are majority of it is open areas for people yeah. to work ours is a little different ours is probably like 80 20 uh private offices so Which ended up being an advantage for us it, yeah exactly because people they didn't want to be around other people so I guess they felt safe coming to the office as long as they could close themselves in their own room. But those private offices are, are substantially, you know, more expensive for a small business than a co-working membership. Yeah. So we had what they wanted, but, you know, with the hard times people were falling on, we didn't always have it in their budget. And we had, you know, certain amounts of revenue that we needed to bring in just to pay for construction loan mortgage um and all all of our expenses so yeah it was a struggle at first um but our priority was just getting people in because we knew that as as covid went on and the work from home went on people were going to get tired of working from home yeah they were going to get tired of hearing their dogs bark every time someone walked by um (laughs) hearing Kids having their customers hear that over the phone too. Yeah, K- kids weren't at school; they were doing online learning. So it was a full house, and and 
getting work done in a full house is never easy, especially if you're a parent and your kids need you to do stuff. So uh, sure enough, after a little bit, people started coming in, started showing up. That's Scott. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry about that. And, um, yeah, so it was a challenge because people were scared. Also, our the focal point of our sales process is a tour and getting True. people to come in in person, show them the space. Um, cause there's, there's things you can't tell about a space online. Um, and so getting the, I know like a lot of like what y'all did was like, y'all ended up doing virtual tours, which ended up being really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We made YouTube videos mm-hmm. where, um, we kind of walked around the office, um, showed those. different rooms kind of and narrated over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do have a question. So like what, uh, I, what I saw, cause I wasn't part of like setup process with you guys, but I noticed that you guys went through a lot of different, like, um, like CRMs and, uh, softwares. And there was like, there was some battles fought there with a lot of those vendors and how to set up your product so that, you know, your backend was usable and then it showed up on the front end uh, for the customer. Well, I, what was that like? Well, um, starting out, I mean, it, you, with any billing system and CRM, uh, they're, they're highly customizable. And so you have to build it the way your company needs it to work. And when you're a brand new company, you, may, you, you don't really know necessarily what you need. Yeah. From you're kind of in that. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so starting off, we started with some kind of cookie cutter stuff. It was, it was cheap and it was, um, it was easy to set up and it, it got the job done when you have, cause when you start out, you have a little low volume as far as like sales leads and the amount of customers that you're handling. Yeah. So that worked. And then it gave you time to figure out what you really needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and what thing where we got stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that's also why you have to have that consistency because it's a learning process and, and you have to be there experiencing the day to day in order to understand what you need software wise and how to, how to use it to, you know, drive profits and things. You know, it wasn't just software. It was, I mean, what Colin, we spent about a week with all the keys Oh yeah. because we yeah. have like what 70 or no, we got about 80 doors on the property. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd never had that many doors with individual keys. So instead of putting on one large key ring, <laughs> we ha- and we have to have duplicates for other customers. So we had to come up with a system and, you know, we researched the best thing. Oh, yeah. We also had some mentors that helped us out um, a yeah. great deal. Y'all have all types of systems. You've got the key systems, the mail systems. You guys are very organized and it's uh, it's been interesting to see that develop. Well, yeah. it, we're only organized because... We weren't organized, and we said, this can't last. We have to. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It, you can get around those problems when it's one or two customers, yeah. and you're just focused on them, and you can do whatever they need. When you get bigger, uh, you don't have time. You yeah. have to, it has to be streamlined so you can you know, take care of one customer and then on to the next and one. And you yeah. can train another employee to and, do it. And you can't just wait. Like I, I saw, you know, it's, you got to anticipate your growth so that you're prepared whenever those – Mm-hmm. when the customers just start coming through the door. Yeah, probably one of the best things that um, that served us well was that big cabinet wall yes. behind the front desk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew we needed storage, but I had no idea 
how handy that would be because we started off with what about 20 virtual mail customers Mm -hmm. and now we're over 300 Mm -hmm. plus packages and it used to be just one section of it out of four and now we use all four and they're Mm -hmm. deep and yeah yeah it what what was my um personality type on that thing um you're the romance the the, you're the half empty yeah 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 yeah, that mindset really helped because can you can you explain that mindset so okay so we did enneagrams each yeah we did a personality thing for each staff member and each person has a different communication style and i think mine was like um you look for the worst yeah but it's not a bad thing you're kind of like what if you're yeah. you're kind of always trying to figure out mm-hmm. oh, and i and i know colin he is He's able yeah. to see the truth, but also find the best way to approach it. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he's always, he's, you're a, you're a lover. You, you yeah. always love well, the problem and, and come at it and help it. Yeah. You know, you, you could have the mindset of we, we did what we did enough to make the customer happy. And that's all that matters. But I always had the mindset of we would go through the process of, you know, acquiring a customer, onboarding a customer. And I would say, you know, we did good, but it can be better. And here's where it can be better. And you have to, you have to always be improving, um, and and getting faster because once you get bigger, you won't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing you and I did really well together. You and Colin, me and Colin, was uh, we'd brainstorm, and we'd figure out what the problem is. We'd figure out a solution, and um, and then I'd come up with the forms or the process, the labels, the stickers, the 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 actual operation part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I would basically say, hey, we need a better way of organizing this thing. I'd be, I'm on it. And yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Colin's good at identifying the problem, and then you guys are good at finding a solution and implementing that yeah. solution. Yeah. yeah. But, and so that's, that's what they call, you know, working on your business as opposed to working in your business. Oh, yeah. And it's but, both all the time. So we had to do both. Mm-hmm. And then, um, talking about transitioning to a new, period in the business life uh life what do you call it life cycle yeah um now you don't have enough time there's so much business to be done that we had to bring in other people to help work in the business so that we can continue working on the business yeah Yeah. and in in your your job in particular you are a community manager Mm -hmm. colin so you sit up front and uh you are pretty much tasked with just taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. And that includes a lot of interruptions. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you're not working on your business, you are working on solving problems. You know, hey, I, I, I know I need to get to all those leads or those things, but they slip through the cracks when, you know, you've got somebody says, I, I have a printer problem mm-hmm. or I can't get in my office or I have mm-hmm. to give a and tour. And those are good problems. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're immediate was, needs call yeah. to be addressed. Colin was always really good at, I noticed just, you know, if he did have a problem, he wasn't going to have that problem again. He was going to make sure he found, you know, you guys together too would help make sure that you found a solution so that problem was always easier the next time it got better and better. Yeah. So, Scott, from your point of view, um, now you now you work downstairs. You're the uh, manager downstairs for the Imperial Storage Solutions. And um, you came on board once the building was up and running. Mm-hmm. But... What do you think we've accomplished up here in, at Business E-Suites? What's, what are you like, wow? You know, I, I, I worked here for my father well before this building was even here. I saw it during construction. I left for, um, 
almost a year. Right. Came back, and uh, this place just had a magic to it. You guys have, you know, made sure that we do go above and beyond for the customers, and that we're always able. Um, what what I see that you guys have created up here is just an environment, environment of like productivity and you know, understanding communication. People seem to respond well to one another. And I think, I think we get their comment. I love the vibe up here. Can yeah. y'all can you describe what the vibe is? It's it's uh it's keffy, right? It's positive <laughs> enthusiasm. But people, everybody that shows up to work here. Is showing up with a purpose. No one here is a victim. Everyone yeah. here is here because they're going to make a change. They know that they can do it. Because they're entrepreneurs. Yeah. No entrepreneurs. one's showing up because they have to in order to get a paycheck. Mm. You know, these are all people that work for themselves. If they wanted to stay in bed all day, I mean, I guess they could. But <laughs> each person has the, that motivation to get up, come to work, and get stuff done. And that that's contagious being around it other is. people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to I'm going to ask some more questions and Scott's going to ask questions. I hope you'll stay tuned. If you like the show, please share it and uh, give me a review. I certainly need some. And so, we'll be right back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for listening to Small Business Insights. Today's show is sponsored by Business E-Suites. The E is for entrepreneurs. They help small business grow with their unique office solutions, affordable and flexible terms. It's time to let your business take off. All right, we're back. Now, Scott says he has a question for us. Yeah, so how did you guys, how did you guys create that vibe? What, what, what makes you guys, and what makes you guys different from your competitors? Hmm. Well, our two main competitors, I'm not going to name them because uh, I don't want to give them free publicity but (laughs) our two main competitors are bigger businesses than us so they they have a higher budget they have you know fancier locations right off a big freeway you know on the top top floor of like a big building with a great view um but what they don't have is the customer service and the the personal touch and they don't they don't have the same I, i think blue collar feel here everyone here you know even if they're doing something that is forward thinking like tech related they still have that hard work and blue collar mentality of i'm just gonna roll my sleeves up and get it done myself versus versus you know the the traditional corporate picture of we work where it's it's all people in in suits and and ties and you know fancy clothes sitting around um doing things on their computer programming and stuff it people here are they just show up unashamed of who they are and want to get to work and we go above and beyond to to make it easy for them we our goal is not to collect checks our goal is to help small businesses grow and if we do that successfully then we're going to make money and and that comes across with just encouraging them hey it's good to see you today or I haven't seen you in a while. What's up? Mm-hmm. Um, it could be. Uh, I know we we do our, our own networking here. Um, hey, they, we uh, hey, what's up? And they may make a complaint, you know, and we'll say, hey, you know, this guy down the two doors down from you, he does this. Or have you thought of that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, I learned this, and just that 
when we were we're around so many industries it's it's uh i've noticed that i just randomly have knowledge that people sometimes need to need to hear and i I didn't even realize it was important you know because it didn't really apply to me but i'm just hearing things from a lot of people and being around all these customers being around all these different types of industries really helps you be more cultures yeah and all all these cultures (laughs) yes you you become very well-rounded and and a lot of things very quickly yeah and and i think what makes sets us apart is we're we're a company we're a family company founded on good principles Mm -hmm. and there are more things that are important to us than the bottom line. And I think people can tell that. I'm not sure your dad would agree. Well. <laughs> so I guess somebody's got to watch the bottom line. The bottom line's yeah. important. You got to have at least one person that's, that's thinking right. about it. Right. Yeah. Otherwise it goes a little too far off. It's pie in the sky and stuff. But, um, but I think people can tell that when they walk in that we genuinely care about them yeah. and want them to succeed. And and yeah. we know but, entrepreneurs because we are entrepreneurs. Oh, ourselves. And we know the best, you know, like for us to grow, they need to grow. And so nurturing that is very important. And, and that's that's more than the bottom line. Right. Well, and when you talk about the bottom line, we, we always have the mindset of we are we are the home of over 250 small businesses here on our property. And if for whatever reason we couldn't pay our bills and had to shut down, that means 250 businesses are being affected. So we have a responsibility to them to be financially, you know, fiscal and, and frugal so that we can continue to support the community. Right. So when you put about it, when you think it that about it that way, it, it we're doing our duty to the rest of the tenants when we have to collect money from, you know, from everybody. And when you talk to a tenant like that, when you're real with them, they get it because they're a small business owner. So yeah. they understand you have to have some money coming in in order to provide services. Yeah. So, you know, um, Scott, one thing I noticed that when we give tours, and you ask us what makes us different is, is that we do know the entrepreneur. The people that are coming in our door are usually small businesses, or maybe they've grown out of their garage or their home. They've hired an employee, and now they need to step it up. But, um, and, or a lot of times, this might be their second gig. They have a full-time job. And so when we say, we're open 24 hours, we don't turn off the air conditioner, mm-hmm. um, there's free coffee, um, those are just things that matter. Yeah. And, you know, that the, when Colin and we looked at all the different uh, competitors out there, they have fancy furniture, they've got fancy amenities, but the small business owner, like, they like nice things, but they don't need to pay for them. You know, we, are, we don't have designer anything in here, but it's nice. It's, you know, I think design adds, I mean, my design comes across in color, mm-hmm. you know, and we did an aviation theme here. And it just looks like we took care of the details when we come in here, and it shows. Yeah. yeah. People can tell we put a lot of thought into designing a space for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss everybody. Because so, that, that's a big part of it, too, as community managers. I, I built relationships with all these people. I, I ask them how they're, how they're doing, how their business is doing each day. Yeah, yeah you're not just going to miss your desk. You're going to miss talking to everybody all these yeah like you mentioned i i've gained a lot of random knowledge just <laughs> just from listening to people yeah. tell me their story i'd be it's surprising how it comes up in your life and you're yeah. just like oh like i already 
Yeah. Yeah. And because uh, I'll be talking with my friends and I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a tenant that said that. Or, oh, I mean, yeah, we've learned about this. the trucking business how many times, yeah. right? The car mm-hmm. business. What are the businesses we've got? got to listen to small uh, business insiders. You go over a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got logistics, e-commerce. Insurance. Uh, we have two lawyers. That, yeah. that, that's always Accountant. interesting. Yeah. Any problem I have, there's two or three people on the property that'll have an opinion on it. And, and then in the back, we've got uh, car wrappers. Mm-hmm. We've got some cabinet makers, candle makers. I got anywhere from car wrappers to people who like tune accordions. You this, know, there's, uh, there's yeah, the accordion one. That's a new one. That's a new one. That's that's <laughs> Never uh, heard that before. It's a, yeah. 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 That's that's what's cool too is you see, you you never would have thought someone could make a living selling accordions online right and not only are they making a living they have three employees and they're renting an entire office space you know so it teaches well, you that you can do anything if you just put your heart into it. we had someone downstairs well we have we also have a negative problem that happens but it's it's actually not a bad one we've got people who come here and they grow and they grow out of our facility mm-hmm. like for instance they did the floor mats no. Oh no. my gosh. Mm-hmm. They just did custom floor mats. Yeah, that's it. They and just they had a, a machine. 12 by 60, mm-hmm. 600 square foot place, but they, they were floor to ceiling, had no room to grow, to walk around. And then they make a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've And we've got someone in that same unit that does lightsabers, the oh, from yeah. Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Making a living doing that. I, li- I always like going and seeing what they've got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Colin, tell us what you're doing. Um, and why was it time for you to move on? Well, I'm going to be going to a recruiting firm. Um, it's here in Houston. It's called Inseed. And companies hire Inseed to fill their vacancies. Um, and they primarily work with IT and finance companies. And I'm going to be a recruiter. So um, salesperson talks to a company, uh, figures out what positions they need, and figures out what kind of salary and benefits they'll be offering. And then I get the details of all that. And then I just have to start calling people. Um, we have we have people that have indicated they're interested. We have people that we just call up cold calling and try and convince them to, to change their job. Um, and and it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm excited because it's a different kind of sales process where instead of I've got something you want and um, you have to give me your money for it. It's, it's more of a mutual um, agreement where I have a potentially life changing job for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to convince you to, to make that good decision. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. It'll be, it, it'll be something new for me, but it still uses a lot of the same skills that I've, I've had, you know, the matchmaking yeah. Um, here between tenants, um, oh, you do this, you'd be a perfect fit with this people and what they do here. And then sales. Um, You've been doing that for the last two mm-hmm. years. And my mm-hmm. goodness, you have grown so much in those. Because sometimes sales can be uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, not to, selling an office is, is hard. It's because it's, um, you're talking about these people's, dreams with their small business and you're 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 trying to get them to get an office to take a huge leap of faith increase their expenses a lot and get an office and 
that can take that takes your small business from something you were doing part time as a hobby as or a something. hobby to now it's real. And yeah. you, so it's a life changing decision and you, you're trying to get people to do it. And I think that's another reason that people really love us is because we tell them straight. We don't say you need our highest dollar. You know, oh, that's right. You know, we tell them, look, well, what are you going to do with this space? We yeah. ask them a lot of questions mm-hmm. and they well, I need an office. Well, do you really? Because mm-hmm. they may, well, I just, do you just need somewhere to meet? Well, we got meeting room space and yeah. we can. We're not interested in the people who flame out in two months. We want no. people that will come in at the right level and then step it up as their business grows and, and eventually grow out of here. That's yeah. that's our goal. Um, Bless so you. The, uh, as far as like why it was a good time, um, well, we're starting to open new locations. And we've got this one, you know, up and running. And we're shifting into that different phase of more maintaining, um, retaining tenants. And um, I I guess that was never my dream job. Uh, When I started working in sports, I wanted to work in the front office. I wanted to do um, either hospitality with... Um, you know, I want to make sure that the the big expensive clients are having a good time in their big fancy suites at the football game. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to maybe help make decisions about how how a sports team is run and the and the personnel. And uh, so I I need a little bit more experience on in a larger company because. Uh, Major sports teams are very large companies. Yeah, they are. Um, and then I need a little more experience uh, doing kind of corporate sales um, with big accounts, and which which I can definitely get into with this recruiting um, company. And then also, you know, working with family can be very stressful. Is that uh, right, Scott? <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Uh, and it's not that I don't like working with my family. I do. I actually love working with both of y'all a lot. But um, there is a third one that's not in the room. Well, I I like working with dad too because dad's. We all we all bring our, our something di- different. So we all bring something different to the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I mean we talked about it too. Uh, our family dinners were turning into just business meetings mm-hmm. all the time and yeah we weren't it, having fun yeah it's it's hard to turn it off because we're all we all care so much about the business and it's it's hard to turn it off and then i i just care so much about each of these tenants that i i can't say no to them I, <laughs> and i i stay late i answer my phone at 10 at night i i answer my phone on the weekends and um, before when we only had, you know, 10, yeah. 10, 15 people, that wasn't bad, but now, right. um, you know, with multiple locations and everything, it, it was getting to be a lot. And, um, and also I think we, we needed a little personality change up at the front. Um, I think people were getting used to me being yeah. really nice and taking advantage of me just a little bit. Right. Um, not intentionally, but just leaning on me maybe more than they should. Right. Um, 
And yeah, we, I think I think that's true, but it's not it's not anything a bad reflection on you. It's just, just you're it's so a, quick and efficient, dude. It's a level of service. Yeah. You're the quickest way. You're the quickest solution. Yeah. Well, I I agree, but that's not sustainable and repeatable that's at true. every single location. That's right. And so we had to get we had to get our process down and and make it to where we can repeat it at multiple locations and not lose that same quality of service. Yeah. And, um. Once we once we hired two new people, and I saw that they could handle it, that's when I felt comfortable leaving. Like it, I'm leaving it in good hands, and the you know the everything's not gonna collapse or whatever if I leave. Yeah, which I didn't never thought it would, but now you've I, done a great job. You've set us up you for know, success, and absolutely. and we appreciate that you gave us um, plenty of notice because when you have a key employee yeah. leave, a lot of that intellectual knowledge is there and you and I created all these systems from scratch. Yeah. So we don't even realize how much we know and we're doing without, you know, that needs training for other people. Yeah. You know? But we, we did, we just started, we switched over to new software. Yeah. Um, we got a new CRM. Yeah. So I learned it best I could quickly and the new people are learning it basically from the same point where I started. And so, we made such a better decision, Yeah, you know, on the process and the software that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we would have made that same decision six months ago. True. It, it wasn't until we reached a certain capacity that we started noticing the limitation. Because it, for me, it's all about time, time management. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize how much time uh, a certain program might save you if it if it goes from five or six clicks to one click. Oh yeah. Multiply that over a hundred tenants, you know, thirty thirty times a day, different things. So I mean, it's it's a lot of time that it saves you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got any final question for us, Scott? No, I love you guys. <laughs> it's, it's a love blessing you. working with y'all. I hope you come back, Colin. I I think you will. Yeah, I mean, we're up to something good here. We've created a. I think, to be honest, I hate to see you leave. I think we'll be stronger for it, and you'll come back, and you'll see what you've what you've allowed us to do. Oh, that's well put, Scott. Mm-hmm. I think we will be stronger because we've got to. We can't lean on you. I I did notice a different sense of urgency in everybody <laughs> once I gave my notice, as far as. Yeah, I thought I needed to learn a lot. I was like, yeah. Colin can't. You know, Colin's not going to be here to you know yeah. to call and just. People are asking me things. I'm like, I've, I've showed you how to do this before. And they're like, okay, but this time I'm actually listening. <laughs> yes, <That's right>. exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Colin is just too yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Well, Colin, um, I'm glad that uh, I get to see you for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. And it's not a goodbye. But um, I just want to publicly thank you for um, stepping in when I needed you as a mom. Because you were a great son and a great asset to helping me figure things out, and I trusted that, you know, when you hire somebody, even though you are your, it's your you're my son, you want them to have the same values and drive, and I knew that was going to happen. I knew you'd have the same values, that you'd want the same things I do, and it made the transition from uh, a small business to where we are today. And you've always looked out for the best interest of our company. And our family, you've been quite a leader in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to miss you around here. But I know when you come and visit, people are going to be really glad to see you. Yeah. 
I'm I'm gonna miss everybody too. You party every time you come back. Yeah. <laughs> I hate I hate leaving and change like this, but um it I mean I think it it's gonna be a healthy change. For, I think it's gonna me. be a great change. Yeah. I think you're gonna excel wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And um I think it's I'm excited for you. As a mom, I'm excited for you. I really am. Thank you. I'm very excited too. As long as you're dying, we'll see you around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this wraps it up. And um, thank you so much for coming. My special guest, Scott Fisher and Colin Croteau. And until next time, you better be up to something. Thanks for joining us this week on Small Business Insights. Make sure you visit our website at fisherpodcast.com where you can follow the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss a show. If you enjoyed and found value in today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating and review on iTunes or simply share it with a friend. That would help us out too. Make sure you tune in next week for our next episode. Until then, you better be up to something.